Hello and welcome to another episode of the Balanced Entrepreneur podcast with me, your host, Janine Friston. Now, in today's episode, I'm having a conversation with a lovely Holly Ellis who helps women in business to create the brand that makes an impact, uses their personality and gets the name out there in the right way to reach the right audience for her clients. And this is super important because over the last month or so, I have niched my business into working and wanting to attract and speak with and get to know introvert and quietly confident female business owners. And this is where I met Holly. And Holly is an introvert and she's been a successful business owner for quite a few years. And we connected over from my Facebook community. Um, And it was only when I started talking about being an introvert myself, how that has benefited me, but also impacted me in my business, what steps I know I need to take to manage my introvertness, if you like, is that a word even? And manage my schedule, be aware of what my personality traits are and how that may come across to other people, but also how it may impact me. Um, And Holly, obviously it resonated with Holly and we had a chat and we have, we've had some calls and stuff like that. And it just goes to show that actually by putting yourself out there, by getting your messaging right, by being comfortable with who your ideal client is and the brands that you want to do can get you in front of the right people. I'm excited to have the conversation with Holly. I hope you enjoy it. Um, we spoke about how being an introvert has worked for her, what her lessons in business have been um, and how she now organises her diary, if you like, to take into account her introvertness and how she wants her business to run um, and sharing some hints and tips with you that hopefully you will find helpful. So without further ado, here is my interview and conversation with the lovely Holly Ellis. Lovely to uh, have you here. Whereabouts uh, are you coming from today? Where are we? Where are you recording this? Um, I am in Yorkshire today, so I'm kind of flipped between Newcastle and Yorkshire at the moment. So today I'm in Yorkshire. So firstly, do you want to introduce yourself and your business to everyone that's listening to this podcast? Oh, definitely. So hello, everybody. I'm Holly. Um, I have my own business um, I'm basically a brand strategist and a graphic designer for five six and seven figure female entrepreneurs I absolutely love what I do so I basically help them with their brand strategy I help them with um, their graphic design and also their content marketing as well so I'm really into kind of helping people get creative with their marketing get out in front of more people and get their business name out there more and what I do is I do all through kind of the strategy side of looking at your brand looking at it from the inside out and the outside in and then aligning your marketing up with what you're trying to achieve and then helping support that through graphic design as well because some people I think think that having a brand is about having a logo and that logo needs to look right and then everything's okay because you've got this this amazing logo um, and people are going to come to you. But, you know, having that brand is a lot more than having that logo, isn't it? There's a lot of work that has to get done first before you even start thinking about designing a logo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of business owners assume that 
their logo is their brand, just like what you've said, but it really isn't. There's more to it than that. It's literally the foundational elements that your business is built upon is your brand. So it's things like knowing what your vision for teaching, what you're working towards. It's about what your mission is and what you're here to do, like your purpose with your business, um, knowing exactly who your ideal clients are, what your story is and how your business came to be and why you created it in the first place and everything else in between. Um, because that kind of all influences your marketing, but also how the offers that you put out ideal clients and things like that, how you position yourself within the market, whether you want a well-known brand, whether you want to be seen as a leader in the industry, it all matters, but it all comes down to really working on and defining what your brand is all about because it's that part which then directs everything else in your business and your marketing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and so, how long have you been, you know, a business boss? How long have you been doing this as your business? Well, I feel like I've been doing it a very long time. I've actually been doing it for um, eight and a half years now, so quite a long time. You said about, you know, part of the brand strategy is about why you started your business. What was the reason for you to to become an entrepreneur? Well, that's a very good question. So I actually um, started freelancing from the age of 19, from a very young age. I never really thought about it as a business, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then my last corporate job, I actually worked at a packaging company designing for some big global brands. And on paper, it was a good job. But in reality, it wasn't. And what a, one of the things I found difficult in that job was um, I wasn't allowed to speak to the clients direct. It all had to be done okay. through an account manager. And I just thought, yeah, but I've got questions that I want to ask about the design briefs and I can't ask the client direct and I didn't really like it. And then it was quite a toxic environment as well. So I just thought, you know, I want to work for myself again. Like I want, I've had experience doing it before. I want to do it again, but I want to do it properly and do it right. I want to help. I specifically wanted to help women in business, but also be able to communicate directly with them as well and create a, a good relationship with them and be able to help them because I do find it's not just helping my clients with the branding and the business it's almost like I do help them almost in their lives as well because they don't just come to me about business stuff they come to me about life stuff as well which to me is a great honor and I think with women in business um, it can be difficult to not blur those lines so you know because we are some naturally quite nosy and we'd like to know what's going on you know we, we you know we're interested we're curious about other people aren't we and you know how that impacts them or what's going on and we like to have those conversations together as a group of women which is why I love working you know hosting the networking events and getting to speak to people on this podcast and everything because I'm interested in what makes people tick, what's working for them, what's not working for them, you know, what's their why, how are they going about things and things. So I think sometimes, like I said, when you, particularly when you're looking at their brand, like you, like you do, that is all part of building that relationship with you and you with them so that you can get some of their personality into that brand and that messaging and things like that as well, isn't it? So it's really important. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about harnessing your personal brand, um, which is so important because people do buy into people. So I think if you're not sharing an element of you within your branding, within your marketing, then your prospective ideal clients are going to struggle to 
wonder whether you're the right person for them and part of their deciding factor in terms of investing in you and what you do in terms of your business whether it's products or services will be down to kind of the values of your business what you stand for but who ultimately who you are as a person and whether they think that you are the right person to help them with what their problem is yeah 100 percent so what do you enjoy? You've been doing this a long time, as you said. What do you enjoy about running your own business? What's the best parts for you? I think for me, it's the freedom. So being able to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and just have that time freedom for me is priceless because it just it means to you know be able to have a lie-in if I want to or go to a coffee shop when I want to or take half a day off or take a day off whenever I want to, like to have choice to do that is amazing and to be able to spend time with the people that I want to spend time with as well who mean a lot to me um is really invaluable and then I think as well just being able to work with the women that I do work with as well because they are here to make an impact they're here to make a difference and I always feel it um to be a great honor to have a client want to work with me because of what they're doing and I just I'm always very grateful of it because I always think you know there's plenty of other people that do what I do but they've chosen to work with me and it means I get to support them but it, it's that ripple effect so I'm supporting them but then they're supporting so many other people who are their clients which and then it's that ripple effect of look at how amazing all this work is and we're helping people feel better and I get to be a part of that and I love that. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's what I love about what I do as well, is that, you know, it's a community bringing people together and helping and supporting each other. I think that's where women in business, which I found, we you know, we do do that. You know, we do want mm-hmm. to help each other. And that's what I love about working with people and getting to know people. I want to get to know people very similar to you in terms of who are there to help and support each other um and collaborate and and things like that as much as anything else so do you think you said in there that you wanted to get that um time for you and that freedom that you wanted when you obviously you know when you're employed you you are you know at the mercy of your employer so do you this 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 podcast obviously is about getting that work-life balance right so do you think you get that work-life balance right yeah I think I do I don't think I did in the past okay (laughs) Uh, I've learned from my mistakes so in the past I was kind of working 14 16 hour days just because I wanted to help people I wanted to get my name out there more so I was working all the hours under the sun not taking any time off whatsoever whereas now I've got a bit more um, clearer on kind of what that work-life balance looks like for me and I've kind of modeled my business so that it does give me that so like I go and spend time with my parents once a week. I um, go to the gym like a couple of times a week as well. You know, if I want to go out for a walk during the day, I can. But I, and I, I've got really clear boundaries in place. So I know when I'm working and when I'm not working. I was going to say, not... what boundaries have you got in place for to do that? If you've learned from your mistakes, what boundaries have you put into place that people might, you know, think well, that's a good idea, I'll try that? Well, it's it's kind of around communication with clients and things like that. So I'm very clear with clients in terms of how they can communicate with me and get in touch with me. So I'm very clear that, um, you know, I won't accept, it sounds harsh, but I won't accept certain kind of communication 
methods from clients like I won't accept text messages or things like that because that's for friends and family um I, I won't respond to kind of emails or anything like that late at night as well so once I stop mm-hmm. working that's it I've stopped working so I'm very clear in terms of what my working hours are um and I've made that clear for years as well with clients so even with new inquiries of work I used to um at the start of a business I used to go respond to that inquiry because I don't want to lose out on you know that potential client but then I thought yeah but then if I'm responding at sort of nine ten o'clock at night they're going to get used to thinking that I'm available at that time but actually that's my time for friends and family and what I want to do so I've always kind of made it clear that you know I don't work after a certain time each day so I kind of I, I, I kind of stopped bang on half five pretty much every single day I would say um, when I do work and then when I'm well fully done. switched off thank you when I'm fully switched off I am switched off I'm not I'm yeah. very rarely even looking at the phone when I'm switched off as well I'm off social media I've got no notifications come up on my phone not even emails social media nothing because that is my time and that's my personal time as well so I'm really clear on once I'm out of the business I'm out of the business but it helps because then once I'm in the business, I'm solely focused on serving my clients. Yeah, yeah. And we met because um, we're both introverts. And I think that's how we sort of connected and things like that. So how does being an introvert impact you and your business? Has it impacted you in any way, positive or not? Yeah, it has. Yeah, so I'm very aware of my energy levels. So uh-huh. um, I'm aware that if I have too many Zoom calls in one day, I'm going to be tired. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always conscious of how many Zoom calls are booking in one day. Um, if it's going to be like, if a Zoom call is going to be like a very long Zoom call, then I won't have any other calls that day. I'll just concentrate on client work. If I go out networking or anything like that where there's people, I'll always make sure that the day after I've got nothing booked in. Yeah, because yeah. I'm just so conscious that I'll be drained and I just want some time to myself to recoup. So again, in the past, I've kind of made mistakes where I'm not necessarily a morning person, but then I've scheduled Zoom calls in for 9am and I'm still half asleep. And I think, why did you do that as well? Whereas I need a bit more me time first because the introvert in me needs some time to wake up before yeah. I'm fully on it with clients. So, But then I also think from a positive perspective once you know that you're an introvert and once you know what your energy levels are like then you can work around it and that's really good as well yeah and I guess those boundaries that you spoke about earlier on actually are probably very good for that because you can set those boundaries and you've learned to set those boundaries over time to not only work for your business but to work for you personally as well Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's all really helpful because obviously you just have to be very conscious and aware of what you're doing, when you're doing it, how you're doing it, and then create those boundaries to support you in all of that as well. Yeah, no, I'm with you there because I think sometimes in business you can get carried away with excitement or your passion for your business or something like that. You think, ah, oh, I'll just do another couple of hours or I'll just work at the weekends or I'm going to get up early. And sometimes that has to happen. That's the nature of being in business is that you might have tight deadlines or an urgent thing that has to happen. 
But then you forget that actually you need that time for yourself as well. Um, and I think I sort of like learned the lesson of that myself last year, actually, when I did the first female business festival, for instance, I thought, oh, it'd be easy. You know, what's what's to you know? sales and tickets the speakers are on you know I've got the room booked everything's sorted all I've got to do is just make sure everyone is really happy on the day um and mm. you know the day goes well and boy I was mistaken so I think the week after that I was like oh my gosh what on earth has happened I almost you know couldn't get up out of bed um and I didn't learn that actually I needed that time so for this year's festival for instance I've not scheduled hardly anything in for a whole week after it I was like, you know, no, just don't do it. Just block it out. And, you know, if you want to do some work, you can then spend that time on your business rather than going out and meeting other people or doing calls or or whatever it might be. But it is about that learning curve, isn't it? And you almost need to be right down there before you need to think what those lessons are for you to come back up again and, and, and move on. So yeah. you've had a tough few years and stuff like that over the last couple of years, which we've spoken about. But how has running your business been a blessing over that time period I think for me it's just kind of it's given me something to focus on so I've actually always found kind of doing the graphic design work for my clients quite therapeutic actually um because I'm so in flow when I do it I kind of lose track of time when I'm doing it especially if I elevate my state kind of before enduring doing that work which for me is listening to music but it's been quite therapeutic for me because it just takes my mind off of the things and then because I my method of doing things where I fully immerse myself in my clients businesses I don't have to think about anything else outside of their business and what I'm designing for them all I'm thinking about is their business I don't have any kind of external things that have happened in the past kind of get in my way of kind of doing that and it's almost like a bit of relief actually from it it's almost like escapism but it's really therapeutic and it means I get to help my clients at the same time and I always kind of want to see my clients do well I want to support them as much as possible and obviously what I do enables me to do that it really has helped I've got to say because you know it I have had a tough couple of years and still being able to save my clients and I almost see that as me time too is saving my clients because I enjoy it mm. that much has just helped so much and has kept me sane pretty much over the years as well <laughs> yeah no 100% and I think that's when you know that you're in the right business and you're doing the right thing is that when things external to business aren't aren't going to plan that actually working is that time away, that time for you, that escapism almost. And you're also, like you say, you're also doing something for other people as well and helping them along their journey. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, when I was going through a tough, tough time, obviously there was a lot of focus on on that. And it was very time consuming, mentally consuming as well. So actually being able to kind of switch off from it and, you know, solely work on my clients work and be laser focused on serving them and hitting deadlines and making sure that they got what they needed from me at the right time as well just helped massively with it and I I just I would never underestimate that and kind of I think at the time a lot of clients sort of said 
oh you know I don't want to put too much on you and I'm like no actually please do because it's actually helping me right now and it's quite difficult to describe and it was quite difficult to describe at the time but it's very much like this is actually helping me so you know keep sending stuff through because I you know this is what lights me up this is what brings me joy and you know when you're going through a tough time and a challenging time you want to be able to concentrate on those little elements or pockets of joy as much as you can just to kind of keep the balance there and that helped hugely yeah exactly exactly so you've been in business a long time so you say um what are the top three things that you think you've learned about running a business that you'd like to share with people that are listening I mean I know there'll be loads but what what would be your top three (laughs) it can be a challenging experience I would say you've got to take the good times with the bad times like some days you might have good days some days you might have bad days you might have a good month you might have a bad month but I think that's that's the beauty of running a business it's always going to keep you on your toes no matter what you're doing so I say Mm -hmm. that's the first one Um, and I think with that as well it's just keeping your mindset in the right place for those times too because obviously it's so important especially if you're having like a bad day or a bad month sales numbers might be low or something like that you've got to kind of like make sure that your mindset is in the right place don't lose faith at all and just ride that wave I think the other one as well I mean somebody said this a few years ago and I totally agree with it which is running a business is the biggest personal development journey you will ever go on because it's going to test you in ways that you've probably never been tested before in terms of your resilience in terms of your mindset in terms of you know strength and you know getting yourself out there when you particularly maybe not having the best of days but you've still got to show up you've still got to serve and things like that and you you learn a lot about yourself as well as other people and you know your values what's important to you how you want to run your business as well and I think the other one as well and I was really thinking about this one was um don't lose your why so I think a lot of business owners do that. It's just like, why did you go into business in the first place and don't lose that? So if it was for time freedom and financial freedom, you know, are you realistically getting that time freedom that you you wanted? Or actually, have you created such a monster of, the, of a business that you're working like worse hours than a nine to five job? Um, and are you beginning to resent your business? It's almost like, you know, you need to remind yourself of what your why is and then realign back to that. Because, again, I think at some point over the years, you will kind of lose sight of why you started your business in the first place. So constantly reminding yourself of why you did that and making sure your business model supports you, you know, with that goal is the most important thing. Yeah. And I think also as you get into the entrepreneurial journey of of starting and growing your business, you meet so many people. And I've said this before, is that everyone, everyone's got their idea about what you should do in your business. Um, some people will be saying, oh, you need to focus in on email marketing, for instance. Others will be like LinkedIn. I'm about networking. So I love networking. So other people say, no, you need to do a course. No, you need to do this. And no, you need to do that. And before you know it, LinkedIn to that time freedom and that financial freedom that you spoke about is actually, is the business now what is lighting you up? And like you say, you know, realigning it. And if it isn't, can you strip it back to what you actually love doing 
working with the right people because again that's another thing you know as you get bigger you bring people into your world potentially that actually aren't a right fit for you in terms of who you are and how you work and it's just as important to be able to say no to those people as well as no to that thing that they might want you to do or that way of working isn't it oh definitely and I definitely think you know you've got to trust your gut as well Mm. which is another thing too like I've had it so many times over the years where well I've had it a few times where I've not trusted I've had this gut feeling about something I've gone against it and then I've regretted it (laughs) and I've gone I should have listened to that gut feeling. I knew something wasn't going to be right. If I just listened, it would have been fine. But something else in my mind took over instead. So it's really listening to your gut and trusting your gut instinct because it is your intuition at the end of the day, Um, definitely. And I think sometimes the introvert in me doesn't always do that and I have to get better at doing it. I think sometimes when you're either starting out in business, you just want to say yes to everything and everybody. Um, which is good in some ways we have to do that you have to learn but also as an introvert it can be difficult to have those conversations you you know you want to be liked you're not sure how to go about saying no or putting your point of view across you don't want to be seen you don't be visible and putting your point of view across or your slant on something or you know your thoughts on something or anything like that do you so it can be quite difficult in that how do you think your introvert characteristics have helped you in that state over the over the last couple of years then? I think just checking in with myself and just, you know, doing like that self-care and just mm-hmm. looking after your energy levels and stuff like that. I think that's so important, like, you know, going back into your body and seeing how you're really feeling and kind of your energy levels as well. Like, um, I think in the past, you know, I've, networked with introverts and I've just ended up so tired at the end of it and I think it's just being aware of what works for you and what doesn't work for you and then tailoring what you do around all of that helps massively yeah exactly you know and if if you're not afraid even as an introvert if you're not worried about going and doing that live or doing that tiktok video or what or real or whatever it might be showing your face and talking to camera doing a podcast even will be too much for some people but mm. you know it's about leaning into what you feel comfortable in what your gut like you say said before about you know what your gut instincts are is that is that right is that going to be right for you and are you, are you going to be able to give your best self doing that yeah. and some things you have to work up to and it's about developing mm-hmm. and learning so you have to challenge yourself sometimes but there are other yeah. things where you just think no actually that is just not me I don't need to do that there are other ways as an introvert or as a business owner to be visible and get out there and meet people isn't it? you don't have to be doing all those outwardly loud things if you like Oh, yeah, you can definitely do business your way. And I think that's the yeah. thing. And it's like what you're saying. Some people will say, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. And it's a bit like, yeah, that may have worked for you, but it might not work for me. So you've got to find what works for you. And it's all about trial and error. I think in terms of like, you know, doing a live or doing a podcast or things like that as an introvert, um, I think practice really helps. So I remember when I first wanted to do like a live, I was so nervous. I wouldn't even show up on yeah. stories or anything on Instagram. I was so nervous. And then um, what I did was I got Snapchat. So this was like okay. literally the, near the start of 
my business I got snapchat had barely any friends on there and I thought well it's only 10-15 seconds and then it disappears after 24 hours I don't care who sees it because I'm practicing and it didn't really bother me because I had like probably five friends or something on snapchat and I thought I'm not too bothered who sees it it's just me practicing in front of the camera and talking which I, I did professional networking years ago and that helped with confidence levels in terms of in-person stuff but not online marketing. So then yeah. Snapchat, I kind of was like, right, okay, I'll practice, I'll practice. And that helped me. Then I thought, right, okay, I'll then move on to Instagram stories. I'll show up a little bit more on there. So then I felt a bit more confident. And then when I started Facebook Lives and stuff like that, I literally had like word for word notes in front of me because I can't do stuff ad hoc with no notes. Otherwise my mind goes blank. But then I just go um, off on tangents if I don't have notes yeah. in front of me. <laughs> well, then I saw a statistic and it was um, the Female Entrepreneur Association. They'd done a survey and they shared this statistic and it blew my mind, which was they did a survey. And one of the questions was, when it comes to video content, do you want to see it edited, fully polished and fully edited? Or do you want to see it raw and real and even making mistakes? And it was something like 70-odd percent wanted to see the raw and real. Mm. And that really stuck with me because I thought, oh, it doesn't need to be perfect. So, like, I've gone and done lives where my dog's been, like, eating his food in the background and then you can hear him crunching his food. Um, <laughs> I've done it where he's barked in the background and because the window cleaners arrived. Um, I've done a live before where I was trying to make a point about something and I totally lost the point and I went blank and I just went okay I've lost my point I can't remember what I was going to say I'll move on to the next one if that one comes back I'll say it I said but let's just carry on and I think people like that raw realness so I think it's owning you and who you are but I also say with clients as well is when it comes to marketing I always kind of go do you prefer read do you prefer talking um showing up on video or writing because then I'm like mm-hmm. whichever one you prefer doing and you feel good doing that do that as your pillar yeah. content so you don't have yeah. to go on reels and dance around and do all that if, if it's not comfortable you can do reels a completely different way where you don't even have to show up no exactly so it's all about just film something right. you know film you know film lots of pictures or you know, I saw one the other day, my friend, I think was just, she just did it as a, a car journey of the field as she was going through and wrote her notes over the top of it. So it's like, you don't even have to mm. show your face and it makes an yeah. impact and makes, and you're getting yourself out there and get yourself visible. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent do what's right for you and what you feel comfortable in and then mm. challenge yourself in those baby steps to develop and grow from there. So what's next for Holly then? So what are you looking forward to over the next sort of few months in your business or or anything like that? Um, Well, I've I've actually been working on a kind of hybrid offer where it's a um, it's a program where you get live mentoring twice a month. But you also get access to um, course materials, so video trainings, workbooks, Google Sheets, that kind of thing to really help you define what your brand is all about. So I actually have this available anyway for uh, my rebrand clients who come to me for a rebrand. But I decided that I just wanted to make this part of it more accessible because I'm so passionate about business owners really defining defining what their brand is all about. I've been working on that, so that's almost ready to launch and go. Um, I am actually mentoring more clients 
now as well, which I'm loving. Um, I'm loving the mentoring just because I've been in business for so long and I've got a um, consultant certification as well. I'm really enjoying doing the mentoring side of things and then just still designing for clients as well. And then at the end of the year, I've got a lovely holiday in Lanzarote to look forward to as well. So I'm very excited to develop. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. So sounds amazing. I love the, yeah. the hybrid thoughts. And I think that's great for everybody as well. A bit of a bit of the live and then also time away, because sometimes if it's all about a live program, it can get you can get completely overwhelmed with everything, can't you? And if it's all the yeah. other way. Um, you lose focus and there's no accountability to continue so having that mm -hmm. hybrid program is a, is a good combination of both of them yeah definitely and it's going to be good fun as well excellent and where can people find out more about you and the work that you can do um so i've got my website which is holly-ellis.co.uk um, and holly is with an ie so my spelling is a little bit different to the norm um i'm on <laughs> facebook as well so just holly ellis brand design on facebook and then i'm on instagram where i'm at the holly ellis oh and i think you've got a freebie on your website haven't you like a downloadable about getting your brand strategy right and the things that you need to do to to look at that brand yes yeah so there's a masterclass that's available and it's all about an introduction to what branding actually is because i think again a lot of business owners aren't quite sure what it actually is and how it can help them and then three ways that you can harness your personal brand and take it to the next level as well oh fabulous well i'll share all of your details in the show notes as well so do check that out if you are interested in finding out more about Holly and the work that she can do. Um, but yeah, Holly, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. So how great was that Q&A? I felt like I could just talk with Holly for ages. And this is how we felt when we initially chatted and we were messaging and we had our Zoom call and things like that before we'd even recorded this podcast. I loved how she spoke about creating those boundaries, how she needs to understand her energy levels um, and how she can manage her diary effectively to manage those introvert energy levels that she needs to be aware of, but also to create that balance in her business and in her life generally. So, you know, taking into account about not responding to messages, you know, early in the morning, at weekends, turning all the notifications off, not responding to emails. These are all things that we can do to create that structure for the business, to communicate effectively with our customers and new inquiries, but to set those boundaries and expectations right from the word off and to make sure we stick to them. And I thought this was really good because obviously as entrepreneurs, it can be difficult to have those boundaries, can't it? And on this podcast, um, myself and Manaz spoke about boundaries, um, you know, a few months ago. But it can be difficult to have those boundaries in place and stick to them. You're super passionate about your business. You really want to help your clients. You just think, oh, I'll just respond to that message. It'll be all right. And I'm, I can be the worst one for this. I absolutely know. But I love how Holly has created those boundaries and created the business that she wants and also recognises when she's perhaps needing to take a step back to realign things together and to move the business forward in the way that she wants the business to be because it is your business at the end of the day. 
So I hope you found that useful. I'd love to know what your thoughts were. Please feel free to message me um, on Instagram, send me an email, leave a review to this uh, podcast would be amazing as well and feel free to share it. But I hope you found that useful. Please do go and check out Holly if you're maybe looking for branding advice or mentoring around your brand or your strategy or, or anything like that. I'm sure Holly would love to hear from you. Till then, please have a lovely time and I'll speak to you soon.